from the get-go. It is awkward and it is weird, but I would say keep your eyes away from those vanity metrics or take them with a grain of salt from the get-go and then monitor them later on when you're reaching a more steady growth. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there, Wingnuts. Today we have Stephanie Scalish on the show for you. She is actually the chief wingnut specialist at wingnut social a little bit about stephanie she's a florida native she loves spending her free time in the outdoors but you can typically find her helping others build their presence and support their business on social media we're going to find out a little bit more about stephanie here and what makes her tick and she's going to give you some great insights on how to build your brand on social media all coming up on this episode of wingnut social Welcome back, fellow Wingnuts, to the Wingnuts Social Podcast. This is episode number two. How are you doing today, Stephanie? I'm great. How are you? I am excellent and so happy to have you on. So happy to have you Thank as you. a part of the Wingnut Social team. I've already told the audience a little bit about you and your bio, but what can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, so I am super passionate about social media and just diving into it every single day. So um, that is why I'm so happy to be a part of the team here. And my role here is to help interior designers really explore what their goals are and how we can help bring them to life through customized social media strategies and different tactics, really testing different ways we can make them come true. Right. So I was telling the listeners on our introductory episode, oh, with Natalie, who's here, by the way. Hello, Natalie. Yeah, see, they forget all about me. Carla introduces <laughs> Stephanie, oh, and I just become, you know, eh, she's listening. Well, we thought you might have been out on the boat, so. No, <laughs> no, I wasn't allowed to go today. So, Natalie and I were talking about social media and the importance of it in our introductory episode and how it's been so impactful in Darla Powell Interiors. And you've seen firsthand the engagement that we've gotten with Darla Powell Interiors and what a difference it's made as far as engagement and getting client interest in our projects. Right, Stephanie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Natalie has seen that too. So, which brings me to think to mind about an article that I read recently that was posted around the Facebook groups that we follow about some interior designers are really discouraged and aren't on the social media marketing train for a couple of reasons. One of one is that they don't feel that they see real ROI from it. They don't get real clients from it, that they're just spinning their wheels and wasting their time. And the second one that I ran into was is that the high-end luxury market designer wants a little bit more of discretion with their interior designers. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this since you are an expert in this field. And that's why you're here because like I told the listeners, I'm cute and all, but I don't know it all, which is why I hire, you know, the people that do. <laughs> Who's you? You're the expert. I wanted to kind of get your take on that, on the effectiveness of social media marketing for interior designers. Yeah. So I think that it is very easy to become discouraged about social media, whether you're running a personal account or business account, or if you are promoting your interior design business, because you're 
easily distracted by vanity metrics. And so that really affects the way anyone goes about their strategy. And it's very easy to lose sight of what goal you're aiming for. Okay, can you explain just a little bit to the audience? What are vanity metrics? So vanity metrics are the likes that you'll receive on a post. It's how many followers you have. So say it's you're going to a big event to promote your business and you want to post a selfie with your team or by yourself, you post it. After five hours, you only get three likes and they might be from your mom and your best friend. And that's not (laughs) something that makes you feel real warm and fuzzy, right? But it's a great way for your target audience to maybe see you putting your walls down and your caption is something that is witty and they can really start to connect with you and understand you as a person. And so you're dropping those seeds about how it is to work with you and how it is to speak with you. But if you only have three likes on the backside of things, you might feel, oh my goodness, this post was not successful. This is not, you know, how I want to look on social media. So then you'll quickly delete it because it wasn't performing how you thought it should be. But in reality, if you compare that post performance and just that content of the post to what your actual goals are to show your true personality, to be genuine and to ultimately connect with potential clients, that would be completely in line. And eventually, with more of those posts, you will start to see more engagement and those vanity metrics will be a little bit prettier. But from the get-go, it is awkward and it is weird. But I would say keep your eyes away from those vanity metrics or take them with a grain of salt from the get-go and then monitor them later on when you're reaching a more steady growth. Right. That's one thing that I find that a lot of my... um people on the the design blog laboratory group or uh, actually the design blog and social media group mm-hmm. and um, people that I've talked to with social media who are interior designers at High Point and elsewhere that I've been and had appearances is that they get frustrated thinking it's going to happen quickly. Yeah. It's going to happen overnight. But what they don't see are those creepers out there <laughs> right, right? right? who are the potential clients who are just kind of eyeballing you watching you seeing what you're all about and they might not be liking anything they might just be saying oh let me you know I've been thinking about this interior designer for you know two months three months even a year now not in a weird way not in a weird way <laughs> <laughs> yeah not in a creepy I'm down the street kind of way but just let me let me see what they're all about and another thing that I've run into is a little bit of kickback on designers being nervous or scared to actually be themselves, right. to show their personality and to be who they are. And you and I both know that's working out fabulously for me. Yeah. There's not two people like Darla, I must say. <laughs> She's a special one all on her own. Mm-hmm. But on that and putting yourself out there and those that sit there and watch and they watch from behind the scenes and they wait, um, we did get a client, a legitimate client uh, from Instagram because, you know, we had, you know, 13,000 followers and he, he started just watching and watching and watching. And little did we know, we got a phone call. He says, Hey, I've been seeing your stuff on uh, Instagram and I've been meaning to call you. Hey, I, I want a consultation. And we got a legitimate consultation out of it. So it does work. You just have to be patient. We've, we've gotten several. We've gotten several from Facebook and Instagram, but that's a really good example of someone who's just a creeper who is just <laughs> not, in a, bad, not, not in a creepy cre- way. He's not that creepy. He's a very nice guy, <laughs> but I'm just saying who was just kind of keeping his eye, just watching. Let's right. see what they do. Let's see if this is going to be part of our tribe. So you can't get discouraged if you only have a few likes or a few because they are out there and they are watching and if you do get discouraged and you quit your consistency then they drop off too 
Right. And so I would say that even shines a light on the special thing about being an interior designer and being in the social media space is when you are gaining those followers, if you are targeting the right audience and the right potential clients, a hundred followers that are likely to become clients is much more valuable than a million followers that maybe aren't ever going to actually turn around into clients. You're not trying to sell a hundred pairs of shoes every single month. You're trying to land, you know, a couple handfuls of clients each year, depending on how much time you have. And so that makes all the difference. If you can attract one person a month, what is that going to do for your business ultimately? So if you have a hundred eyes on those posts and two people are following along and interested, that's going to mean all the difference. Exactly. Because that's what we're talking about is real return on the investment, not the numbers. I mean, if you have a million followers, that's great. You're a social influencer. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, <laughs> Which is what I, want, awesome. that's what I awesome. wanted to get to, to ask you about next, because I do know a lot of designers that they're just like, you know, forget the local market, forget the jobs. I don't want to deal with the clients. I don't want to deal with the hassle. I just want to be uber famous, Insta famous, and I'd be right. a social influencer, designer, get me on HGTV or Bravo. Right. What, what would you say to those designers? And I think that's great. I think if your business is at that place where you are just looking for increased brand awareness, you're trying to get your name out there, maybe you're trying to bump up your clientele. I think that's fine. I think that's just, you know, a sign of your time. And so from that point, it would just require a different strategy and different tactics. And whether that would be your paid advertising efforts, you would adjust the objective there, whether you're trying to get more clicks to your website, or you're just trying to reach a broader audience, those adjustments would be made. The cadence of how often you're posting would be adjusted, what you're posting about would be changed. Um, And these are all simple tweaks that can be made along the way through any strategy, right? And so if you have something in your life pop up or the second half of the year, you like to take some time off during that time, your strategy can adjust. So that's the beauty of social media. You're not placing billboards all over the city that are committed to be there for a certain time period. It's something that can be changed rather easily. So with those influencers, it would be just focusing on brand awareness efforts and yeah, own having a beautiful Instagram feed and really have photo shoots. So you're really taking over those Facebook feeds in a beautiful way. I think that's fine. Um, But just knowing your end goal and then working in your tactics to fit that goal. Awesome. Thank you. Great advice, which you did mention something in there also, which talked about your paid advertising for social media. And actually, this reminded me of another (laughs) issue that was going on in some of the blogs. I get this question quite a lot is, do I need to boost my posts on well, we'll just say Facebook and Instagram for the sake of argument here, because, you know, since Facebook changed their algorithms, the business mm-hmm. pages don't get quite as much visibility. So right. my answer to them was yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, first content is king, but Facebook has changed it so much to where they're putting more focus on the friends and family to get back to the social of social media, especially mm-hmm. after that whole debacle that just happened oh, with yeah. them recently. <laughs> but I know that we have have boosted our posts, both as Darla Powell Interiors and Wingnut Social. What are your thoughts on boosting the posts and and how would that would benefit the interior designer, whether they want to get local clients or even just do the influencer or both? Yeah. So I think that 
it's very important to follow through on any paid advertising efforts with a very strategic approach. If Facebook or Instagram is suggesting that you are boosting a post just to boost it because it can reach 50 times the amount um, of people than it already that it already has. I would hold back a minute and think about what message that is in the post and if that is the message that you need more people to see or not. And then I would go from there. So it all goes back and I, I'm going to sound <laughs> like a broken record, but it all goes back to your goals and thinking about what is going to benefit your business. Do I think paid advertising is always necessary? No. Is it going to help increase uh, the rate of your growth on social media? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're reaching more people. And if you are adjusting the target audience within the ads, um, it's going to benefit your business. And so through our um, efforts here, we're always testing different ways to adjust that target audience and monitoring how it's affecting each interior designer to see what the turnaround is there. So that is all a part of the strategic approach and making sure um, you're keeping a very clear record of what's happening with each of those changes. Um, and so this is all going to sound a bit complicated. So to keep it plain and simple, no, paid advertising is not necessary. But yes, it's extremely helpful. I would say Instagram is a great place uh, to really focus in on organic efforts if your business just isn't at the point where paid advertising is an option. But it definitely is uh, a goal to work towards to accelerate your growth on social media and ultimately support your business better. Excellent. I have noticed that since Facebook did change their algorithm and we've been boosting, I do get higher engagement. But even when I don't boost them, as long as the content is designed in such a way to where people are actually interested in it, <laughs> they will engage. You can't just throw anything out there regardless of whether you boost it or don't. Right. So, and I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Yeah. So content is king is going to be the number one thing uh, in all of this going forward. Yeah. Yep. And so paid advertising is a really great way to support your content and say you're spending 30 minutes easily on a and creating a post, whether it's taking a beautiful photo of your recent project, creating a really interesting caption, selecting the right hashtags, posting it at the right time. Um, but it also... Um, really relies on your organic efforts as well. How active are you on Facebook? Are you posting in groups? Are you reaching out to other designers or to potential clients that maybe have interacted on your post as well? Those organic efforts can also help support any of the content that you're posting. And that can be very beneficial, especially if you don't feel comfortable enough to use the paid advertising capabilities that these platforms have. Stephanie, that's excellent information. You've given us a ton of insight. But one of the biggest pushbacks I get from interior designers is that they just simply don't have the time. Being one myself, I can verify that my own social media sometimes falls in the cracks because I'm too busy doing site visits, sourcing, you know, dealing with my clients, whatever. The interior design business is an incredibly complicated model. So what would you say to those interior designers who are very short on time? Wing that social. Uh, oh, wait, that's not to me. Sorry. Okay, Stephanie, that's you. Go ahead, Stephanie. I'm just putting my little two cents in because that's my job. Go ahead, Steph. 
So I would say creating a really great team so your time doesn't get lost and you can focus on the top priorities and let the experts work their magic. So your goals are always fully supported, whether it's the holiday season and you do have big projects going on at the same time. And wouldn't it just be beautiful if you could also get some sleep at night and enjoy the weekend? (laughs) What's that? So that's Yeah, that would be nice. So that's why we're here too, to support that and give you back the time that you need and very well deserve. Thank you. You're hired. Can you do my social media? (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, I do do recall a certain post that you posted and it was a a regular post and I commented something back and I thought for sure you had commented back and uh, I'm like, hey, you commented back. You're like, nope, that was Stephanie replying to you. And I'm like, oh, well. That's a secret. Shush. Don't yeah. uh, don't let out our secrets. No, it's okay because this is a B2B podcast. Yes, they, they can Stephanie speaks languages that you really did not realize and she totally grasps who people are yeah. and what they are and has a very, very great way of portraying that so much so that it fooled me i thought darla was commenting back on a post and i'm like wait a minute i'm like okay well stephanie she totally works too. swing that for so, sure yeah we're excited for the way this is going and stephanie you've given us a great amount of information but i believe darla has some quick fire for you if you're ready oh man stephanie scalish are you ready for the quick fire round I'm ready. <laughs> All right. This is a quick fire round. I have 10 questions just to help the audience get to know you a little bit better. And these might be a little out there, but sure. here we go. Ready? Okay. Right. Mountains or beach? Beach. Regular or decaf coffee? Always regular. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Twitter or Instagram? Is this personal or business? E- either or both. Instagram for both. Really, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of, I like Twitter. This I like about the, Stephanie. I know, I like the. Okay, it is about you. It's not about Twitter. Me. Is my news source. I will say that that is yeah. first thing I look at when I wake up in the morning. But when it comes to diving in deep, I'll say Instagram. I do prefer Instagram, but I like Twitter. This too. is about Stephanie. This is about Stephanie. You're right. <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around you, Darla. Okay, Pinterest or Instagram? Pinterest. Ah, see, I would have said Instagram. Nope. About <laughs> <laughs> Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Hashtag selfie Sunday or hashtag Sunday fun day? Sunday fun day. All right. Social media on your computer or on your cell phone? Cell phone. Always on the go. Social media influencers or brand partnerships? Influencers. That was a hard one. And this one is a, another hard one and actually could open up a can of worms for another show. Ooh. Snapchat or Instagram stories? Instagram stories. I agree. Thank you so much, Stephanie Scalish, for being on the Wingnut Social Podcast. You're amazing. We love you. Thank you. You're, you're so awesome. We're so glad our, our stars have aligned here. Same. Same here. Yes, absolutely. We just don't know what we'd do without you. You just make such a wonderful part of our team. And we're so excited about where this venture is going to go, where this podcast is going to go. And we look forward to picking your brain and hopefully you can keep helping our audience as we go forward. Yes, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephanie will be a recurring guest here on the Wingnut Social Podcast. As you can see, she has a wealth of information to share with us and we really look forward to it. Thank you again, Stephanie. Have a very great day. Thank you. You too. So what were some of our takeaways today, Wingnuts? Stephanie had a lot of information to be sure, and there's so much more information to come. There's only so much you can tackle in a 30-minute episode. But I think the number one takeaway that I got from Stephanie today, and hopefully you guys did too, is don't get discouraged. 
right? Rome wasn't built in a day. Don't get wrapped up in the vanity metrics, you know, the sheer numbers just for the sake of numbers. Make sure that you're targeting your ideal client, you know, your avatar, the people who you want to pick up the phone and give you a call and have you design a room for and have that six month or one year relationship with. And don't be afraid to be yourself. If you're silly, if you're goofy, not that I know anyone who's like that, you know, be yourself because you're going to speak to that person out there. It's like, oh, you know what? That person, she's she's like me. I, I dig it. I think we could get along together and I let me throw money at her to do my space. Definitely, it's always better to have genuine followers than it is to have a trillion followers who are just robots who we'll get into in a future show. What are the robots hmm, to be announced? It's not the Terminator or Skynet, but, you know, I hate them so much that <laughs> it might as well be. So if you don't have time to do your own social media, hire a team, have a team around you. If you don't have that or if they're too busy, Wingnut Social is always here to help you with your social media, your blogging, your digital marketing, your branding for sure. Come check us out at wingnutsocial.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, at Wingnut Social. If you have any social media questions at all, shoot us an email at info at wingnutsocial.com. We'll be glad to answer your questions on the air and tackle your social media issues. So until next time, Wingnuts. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened.